Hello and welcome to the CEO Mom Podcast, The Woman, The Mother, and The Myths. My name is Ivana Matthews and along with my co-host Melinda Crowder Dunbar, we are going to debunk myths related to being a woman and a mother. Join us for another raw and uncut conversation. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the CEO Mom Podcast. I know it's so exciting. It is so exciting. I'm like, yay. I love it. It's so, it's so exciting. So we are continuing our conversation about self-care. As we mentioned on episode 11, our self-care episodes are going to be broken down into three parts. And so the first part we talked about routine. And so this episode we are going to talk about relationships but let's just give you a little bit of a recap of what we talked about on last episode so we talked about self-care is an is an act of selfishness and that was actually the myth and so we debunked that myth because we believe that self-care positions you to be able to bless others and to really feed into them and to pour into other people and that's your family that's your community that's your church whatever surrounds you friends and family Mm -hmm. and so that's why we debunked that myth and we went over our definition of self-care which we believe is a combination of your behaviors your actions your decisions it's all these things that come together to position you to maintain optimal health so it's not isolated events it's what really really puts you in a place where you it's it's a holistic approach yes yes holistic absolutely absolutely so we are going into relationships because we believe relationships are a huge, huge part of self-care. Yes. And so we are going to be talking about how relationships impact self-care. And we preface the conversation, we said this before, but we're going to, actually we did not say this before, but we're going to preface the conversation by saying that we will not hone in or focus on one type of relationship, mm-hmm. particularly romantic relationships or marriage (laughs) (laughs) this is like this could be your work relationships this could be your relationships with your parents your family members your siblings friends just across the board relationships not just specific to your intimate relationships with your partner or your spouse absolutely now we do believe that this discussion at hand is applicable to all relationships absolutely across the board yes Mm -hmm. Uh, but on this episode we will not be giving marital or relationship advice as it relates to your boyfriend girlfriend husband wife so so don't go tell anybody (laughs) that the ceo mom podcast episode 12 vonna matthews and melinda crowd dunbar told you to go get a divorce we did not We just want to preface it by saying that, throw that little disclaimer out there. So, you know, y'all don't send us no letters. Don't send us no hate mail. <laughs> we don't want a testimony about how you knew this was it. And if you, if you come to that conclusion, our prayer is that you do it on your own. <laughs> don't break us into that. Don't, we are don't. not trying to break up any happy home. Yeah. And also, we're not necessarily telling anybody to cut people off. That is a decision that you have to make on your own. That's right. But we do want to talk about what makes a healthy relationship versus a toxic relationship and how it's so important that you really pay attention to the people you are allowing in your life because that is a very, very big part of self-care. Absolutely. That's right, Mama. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So we're going to jump right on in. Yes, we are. So when we talk about relationships, Melinda, what do we mean by relationships? I see it as how we relate to others, you know, how we connect with other people. For me, you know, the way I look at it is we were born with this desire or this inborn desire to connect, to have relationships, to desire to relate with other people. And so, um, you know, we can't do life by ourselves. There's no such thing as a long ranger lifestyle is not it's not conducive to this journey of this thing called life so yeah relating and connecting with other people absolutely absolutely and and that as we've talked about how important it is for you to maintain healthy relationships but it's also important for you 
the, the foundation of that is to maintain relationships. <laughs> like, right. don't walk alone. Yes. Um, yes. Don't handle things alone. Don't stress alone. Really talk to people. Let people know what's going on in your life. Going back to what we talked about in the last episode where we said share your feelings. Mm-hmm. Find somebody that you can trust and share your feelings. So, but In a healthy environment. Yes. You're going to hear that word all throughout <laughs> this entire episode. It is the the thread that the common thread and theme that you will hear throughout this episode the importance of healthy versus unhealthy safe versus unsafe so yes i love um, that word safe versus unsafe mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm. you gotta have a safe space absolutely you have to have yeah, a you safe can't space. trust you can't talk to somebody that's not safe if you do you are setting yourself up. And we'll talk, we're going to talk more about what that looks like. That's my definition of it. That's how I see it. Just relating and connecting with other people. So I like that. I like the keyword connect. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So we've broken down relationships into three categories. And those three categories are healthy relationships. Okay. Toxic relationships. And what we call in the middle. <laughs> Not really healthy, not really toxic, just kind of on the fence. It needs some work. It needs some work. It needs some work. work. A decision needs to be made. (laughs) Because I think, and what's so interesting when you do talk about relationships, is a lot of times when we start classifying them, we're on both ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So we're either saying it's a healthy relationship or it's a bad relationship. And because we do that, we don't always identify areas of growth. In, in all of our relationships. Absolutely. And so yeah. that's why we wanted to really kind of hone in a little bit about in the middle because sometimes you are in a situation where there are things that need to change. That's right. That's there are right. things you need to pay attention to. So how did we how did we break down healthy relationships, Melinda? How do we break those and define those? It involves this mutual exchange of emotions and ideas that bind or connect those words again, right? One to another, reaping benefits for all involved. For you know, everybody who's involved, it's it's beneficial to them. Being connected to you benefits me and you being connected to me benefits yes. you. Yes. It's not this one sided type yes. thing. So it's a mutual exchange. I like that. It's positive. Yes. In nature, I think um, healthy relationships, for the most part, it doesn't mean you won't have conflict or you won't have issues, but for the most part, it, it has a positive impact on right. you. It challenges you. <laughs> okay, speaking the truth. Okay. We got to speak the truth instead of allowing people, especially people we love, to continue in harmful, destructive patterns. We have to, you know, be an honest and saying, hey, I got to be real with you about this. I got to tell you when you're wrong, when you need to change. And it comes from a place where obviously there's trust. Trust has been established. I love you too much to allow you to continue in yes. these same patterns. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tr- speaking the truth in love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's hard, isn't it? It's challenging. <laughs> <laughs> you see how quick I say it? it just yes. goes but when it comes down to it, it's like, oh, you know, anxiety may be underneath <laughs> underneath the surface because you're afraid of... You know, what are they going to say? What is their going to, what is their reaction going to be? But generally, if there is an established relationship and this person knows you and they know that you have your best interest at heart, you could preface it by saying, I love you, mm-hmm. but I got to be honest with you. Yeah. And if they don't receive it, then that's, it's really on them at that point. Yeah. But it, yeah. we have to call them to the carpet. We have to. We have to. Because it's, it's not doing them any good. It's not, and it's not doing you any good as well, because there's there's two times where we have to approach each other. There's a time where it's I see you doing something that, in a lot of ways, is not necessarily about me or about our relationship, but it's something that's going to help you grow. Or there are issues between us. Right. And for me, being confrontational, this is what's interesting about me. Like once we get into the argument, I'm good. Right. <laughs> Oh, I'm good. When we're when you're starting it, that, that's starting it okay. is where I struggle, and I've had two um, situations probably within the past year where things have festered. 
Okay. And people have felt a certain way. Myself and the other person have had issues with each other and nobody ever said anything. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was it was that point where the, what is it, the nail hit the head or the mm -hmm. whatever that mm -hmm. is. And now everybody's upset. Mm -hmm. And so we're saying things to each other that aren't productive mm -hmm. because now I'm, I'm really mad and you're really mad. And that isn't a good thing either. And a lot of the issues that we had could have been dealt with if somebody would have approached them. Yeah. approach them early early mm -hmm. early and I had one good friend say to me she said I feel like we hold our tongue a lot mm -hmm. and so I'm just gonna go ahead and put some stuff out here okay and it, it's hard it's, it, oh it does not feel good <laughs> at all <laughs> when somebody holds up a mirror because I need you to see yourself right now and you're like oh, okay okay <laughs> but you have too. Yeah. And if you really think about your friendships, if you never, if you have friendships where nobody is ever challenged, that's one of those in the middle. And we'll talk about that a little more, but that's one of those in the middle. Mm -hmm. Nobody mm -hmm. ever challenged. Everybody's good. <laughs> Everybody like all the time. They see you doing something foolish and they don't say anything. <laughs> or, or have you ever had people, I've had people, and this breaks my heart. I've had people say, well, Vaughn, we just accept that that's the way you are. Oh. That's heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. So you just it's almost like they're saying, because we think that you're not teachable, or you're not, mm -hmm. or you can't change, or you're so stubborn and so stuck in your ways yes. that you're going to automatically be defensive. And so instead of going there with you, I really just allow you to continue in your foolishness yes. instead of calling you out. Or, you know, one way I've taken it mm -hmm. is... I don't care enough about you. I don't love you enough to help Ooh. you do better. Mm. That's it right there, <laughs> sister. You, that's it right there. Love. That I don't that love you hurts. enough. Mm. Yes. That you would. It's like, mm. it's like letting me sit in mess. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're just, and you're just walking around it <laughs> and stepping over it. So that's that's one of the in the middles. You mm -hmm. have a good time, you have fun, mm -hmm. um, you have great conversation, you mm -hmm. might even pray together. Mm -hmm. But if you don't challenge each other, mm -hmm. that's an in the middle relationship that needs to be evaluated. <laughs> I like that. See how we shifted. Mm -hmm. Okay, we were talking about healthy relationships. <laughs> yes. Okay, now let's talk about the toxic ones. Whew. Yeah, let's do that. You know, they drain you, right? But after, if, if you leave somebody, if after every encounter you have with somebody, you leave feeling bad or feeling like, why did I pick up the phone? Or I was in a good mood before I connected with you. Nine times out of ten, that's not a healthy, that's not a healthy. person or a safe relationship. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about because they're going through a storm. And you love them and you feel for them and you're, you're carrying that burden with them. I think with, with toxic is it remains, those relationships remain stagnant. Mm. So there's never any growth for years. And not only in the relationship, but with that person. Yes. Because we, we all go through storms and we all go through seasons and changes. But, but this, this place of being in the same position for 10, 15, 20, 25 years, mm -hmm. and there's no action mm -hmm. that is, is positioning you to do better and be better, that to me isn't healthy. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't want to distance ourselves from people because we do love them and mm -hmm. we feel like we would be abandoning mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, what, what we are doing sometimes is enabling them mm -hmm. to remain in that same place. Yeah, um, so yeah. I, I think those are very toxic relationships when there is never any change, no evolution, or growth yeah. Yeah. in the relationship or in the individual. I like that. That's really good, Vaughn. Thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So going back to the in the middle, mm -hmm. these are not extreme. They're not necessarily unhealthy as a whole, but there is still room for growth. Certain mm -hmm. aspects of the relationship is preventing you from growing, either right. you as an individual or you as um, as two people in a relationship. Right, right. And I think the thing here is that there are no perfect people, so we can't expect perfect perfection in our relationships, whether it's healthy, you know, even in our healthy relationships. So when we're measuring the character traits of people, we need to make sure that we're doing it um, along the degrees of imperfections. You know I what I'm like saying? That. And so if a person seems like they're willing to change, they're willing to grow, then we can graciously walk them through it and vice versa. There's reciprocity in the process. Um, but if there's resistance, 
then it's important for us to proceed with caution mm-hmm. and to guard our hearts. I love that. I love that, that resistance, because I'm, I'm a strong believer, and I don't know, you can, you can tell me if this is an unhealthy thought process, but I'm a strong believer. I'm not really big on wanting better for you than you want for yourself. Mm, okay. I want you to want better, and yeah. then I come alongside you to help push yeah. you into Because you can't, you can't make them want what they don't desire. Yes. So mm-hmm. they got to kind of meet you. You know what I'm saying? Yes, because the Bible says that that God gives us the desires of our heart, not he gives your home girl. <laughs> your desires. Come on. I need you. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I need you to want it. I need you to want it. Okay. So I, I love that point. And proceed with, with caution. caution. You yes. have to yeah. guard your heart. That's, you know, because you just, you know, they, not that, like, again, not that they're bad people. But we, you see some things, and when the resistance is there, okay, I see that you're resistant, and I still love you, but I gotta, I gotta protect myself as well, cause I don't know, I don't know what you gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which direction. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So. And it's not even just from the perspective of because when we're talking about relationships, we're not just talking about from the outside looking in. We also want to be introspective and look look at ourselves and what we're bringing to the relationship because a part of self-care is like we said that relationship is a mutual it's a give and take and so if you're not giving if we're not giving as well then that has a negative impact on us yes because does it if you're in a position where i don't know if you've ever felt where you know the person is better to you than you are to them that doesn't make me feel good at all i, mm-hmm. I like being a blessing i don't, I don't right. want you to always have to be the person to feed give it, it to give it, give it, yes. pouring and pouring and pouring because then i'm depleting you exactly i'm taking from exactly. you exactly so it's like can i call you in the important what do you need how yes. can i serve you today you know what i'm saying or you call me you know i call you all the time with my stuff you know what friend how are you doing today you know, or or did you even ask? Some people just go straight in, and then it's like I'm doing good. You know, even like 15 minutes in the conversation. And I know there are sometimes in a healthy relationship, there are sometimes you just gotta call and get it yeah. out. And it's like, friend, I'm so sorry at the end. I didn't even ask you how was your day today. But if you have a good relationship, you know, you already See, because well, we're talking about we're talking about patterns. We're talking about consistency. Yeah. So if you call me with something and, and it's just, you need to jump right in. I know you well enough to know this is not how it is all of the time. That's we're right. talking about every single time. <laughs> Cause I, I have somebody I love them to death, but they call and they jump in every time. They don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what, what space I mean. I mean, they jump in that you can't do that all the time. Oh, yeah. Now we, like yeah. you said, we aren't perfect. Our lives aren't perfect, but we're talking about, unhealthy situations all of the time this is consistent behavior but i wanted to share one one thing that i read in a book okay Um, it's a book by henry cloud and john townsend but they talk about there we have many different um kinds of unsafe people but many people fall under these three categories and i just want to share with our listeners what these are the first one is an abandoner so abandoners these people they're good at starting relationships but they can't finish them so it's just something to be to be on the lookout for. The second type is a crit, the critic. So these are the people who are very judgmental. They take more of a uh, parental type role. They think that they're kind of over you and they know what's best for you. They lack unforgiveness. I mean, they lack forgiveness oftentimes and um, grace. They don't have a whole lot of grace. Okay. And then the last one, the third one, I just really adore the irresponsibles, but that's what this is called. These are the people who don't take care of themselves and they can't take care of other people either, right? Um, They don't consider the consequences of their actions. Mm -hmm. And so they're really like grown-up kids. You know, you can have a lot of fun with them. You can go out with them. They'll just spin, spin, spin. And you're trying to save, they're trying to spin. But you can't trust them because they're not they're not dependable and I just thought that was very interesting you know you know to talk about you know the abandoners the critics and the irresponsibles and so if you just think about it maybe you could see yourself in one of these types or somebody that you know in one of these types that you're trying to kind of figure out like something isn't really right I'm not really sure I can't put my finger on it but again patterns you got to look at the pattern. So I just wanted to share those. Thank you. And I, I love the irresponsibles. They aren't able, they don't take care of themselves, so they can't take care of you. That's, that's, I mean, I think that defines the whole episode. We just probably just end right here. here. So thank you so much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. 
So we're going to, of course, deconstruct the myth like we do on all of the episodes. Mm -hmm. And to go over the myth again is self-care is an act of selfishness. And so we are saying that it absolutely is not. Mm -hmm. And one way you take care of yourself is through healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Relationships are are important to self-care. You cannot achieve self-care when nurturing toxic and unhealthy relationships. Mm -hmm. If you have adopted self-care as a lifestyle, but you keep or maintain toxic or unhealthy relationships, you are really not practicing full self-care and it actually is not a part of your lifestyle that's absolutely right it's it's actually out of our brokenness or our unresolved issues that we nurture toxic relationships um for many women i've heard them say well it's better for me to be with someone than to not whether they're safe or not safe, healthy or not healthy, because we have this uh, this fear of being alone or being abandoned. If I step up, if I speak, if I speak up for myself to my parents or to my mom, then they're gonna feel like I'm. It's gonna be resistance there because it's like you know we've done all these things for you, and how could you? So then there's the false guilt, all all sorts of things, or the people who rescue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we do these things, and a lot of times rescue is rescue out of a deep need of their own to be loved or valued or whatever. So I said all that to say it's out of our brokenness that we nurture these unhealthy relationships. And as you say that, those are such great, great points. And and one thing that I think of, and we, we're not going to dive into it so much on this episode, but when you start talking about, and we've said this in the last episode, self-care is really about self-love. Right. And so when you allow yourself to be in unhealthy relationships, that is a lack of self-love. And you have to start defining how you see love, not just for yourself, but for other people. Because we think that continuously rescuing people Mm -hmm. and helping people that really we don't need to be helping, we think that's love. And it's not. And so we've got to take a good look at ourselves and, and really figure out, okay, what is love? What does it mean to love myself? And what does it mean to love somebody else? That's right. Because when you truly love yourself and other people, you're, you're wanting to help elevate somebody. Life is, there is, it's not constant. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. That's good. That, that's, that's true. I mean, it's all about how I feel about myself, how I love myself. And then it's out of that flow that I can actually love other people. It's from the flow that I, because I'm already full. I'm already filled. I, I already know my worth. I know my value. And so I can in turn love outward because I have love that's already inside. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you know your value and now you want to help somebody else know theirs. Mm-hmm. And I can't help you know your value if I'm consistently positioning you to not do better. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm getting in the way. Yes. Of risk. I'm rescuing. Yes. I'm getting in the way. I'm inter- I'm, I, I need to move. I need to step back, you know, and just kind of be on the side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's hard because we, we want to be involved, but that's not always something that's necessary. And there's a, I, there's a quote, everybody is not your, I can't think of the word, but it, basically you're not called to everybody. Ooh. That is, that's good. That's good. Everybody's not your They're not your assignment. That's the word. Yes, everybody is not your assignment. And it's very important that you know that because when that person who that comes along that really is your assignment, Mm -hmm. you're wasting time over here for somebody that God never sent you. (laughs) Go, go, go over there. Mm -hmm. That's your Mm -hmm. person. That's good, Vana. This is not your person. That's good. You are not my person. Oh, that is good. Remember, we need to put that on a t-shirt. You are not my person. <laughs> and you can read that however you however want to you, read However you want to interpret it. Yes. However that speaks to you. But you're not my, you are that's, not my that's person. That's really good. You are not my person. Yeah. Mm. So why are relationships so important to you? Like, why do you think relationships are so important to self-care? Well, for me, they make up a huge part of our lives, right? They encourage, you know, like we said earlier, the connection. There's a mutual benefit physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We thrive when we're in relationships to other people. We do. We thrive. When we don't have relationships, I know that. Because, like, being connected with people, it, like, gives you fuel to keep going. 
I was reading a quote by Priscilla Shire. She tweeted this quote I wanted to share, but she said, friendship is fixing another queen's crown without telling the world that it was crooked. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Don't put out an announcement. <laughs> Just fix it. Just fix it. Yeah. And you know, and I had envisioned being at a pageant and being afraid to go out to whether it's to do my uh, the, answer the question or to do whatever my talent may be and just being terrified but having that friend come alongside and encourage you. Mm -hmm. And you know, to encourage means to actually put courage on the inside of somebody else. Rick girl. I love, I've never heard it put like that before. I'm putting courage into yes. someone else. I love that. So that it's powerful. Yeah. That and I'm not going to make a whole, I'm not going to put a post out to the whole world. But um, that's what, that's what being connected in friendships and relationships mean to me. So I love that. I yeah. love that. And I think it also encourages humility and mm -hmm. selflessness. It's, yes. it's very, it's funny because when, you know, people, some people say, oh, I'm an only child and they've had to learn how to interact with other kids as yeah. far as like, and share their things because they're the only kid. So it's like when you don't have those other relationships and you are always by yourself, you have <laughs> to really, it's, it's harder for you to learn how to connect and how to put other people before you. Yeah. So um, that's why I do believe that it encourages humility. Having In addition to vulnerability. Yes. 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 Transparency. Yes. And healing. Yes. Absolutely. All of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. So our solution Come and on, truth. Tell them the truth this week. <laughs> Is self care is what makes selflessness possible, and we're actually going over what we talked about last week. So we're just going to give you a recap of our solution truth. So we said self care is what makes selflessness possible. The goal is to maintain a healthy well being in order to bless and impact the lives of others, including your family, your community, um, your friends. And it's one way you make self care a lifestyle, or one one way. You make self-care a lifestyle is through maintaining and cultivating healthy relationships. Keeping people in your life who drain and deplete you actually prevents you from feeding into people who should be in your life or who actually need your help That's or you're supposed to help. And it goes back to everybody's not your assignment. Everybody's not your assignment. And then there, some people are in your life for a reason. I know everybody's heard this, a season or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And you just have to know when their time is up. Maybe this was your season. This was my season to be in your life for this thing that you're going through and vice versa. If there's a reason, you know, you have something that I need. And it's okay that once that need is met, that, you know, we part ways. It's okay. But then, you know, the life, the lifetime friends, of course, we all want to because it's just, you grow and you see the different changes that people make, hopefully, in a healthy relationship. You can, you can grow together. And I love cultivate, to encourage, to develop, to foster. That's what we want to do in these relationships. So when you're doing all the giving, all the sacrifice, sitting, offering all the support, attending all the kids' birthday parties, and your friend don't come to your birthday parties. <laughs> Like we said earlier, keeping you on the phone, talking about the same issues that they're not going to do any work about for themselves. But these are just some of the things that, you know, we talk about when, in terms of cultivating those relationships and, you know, identifying when something is draining and depleting you versus building you up and encouraging you. So, And I want to ask you about the, the quote, every people in your life for a reason, a season, and a, and a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So when you develop new relationships... How do you figure out, or is that something you need to figure out in the beginning? Like, how do you, I, I don't know, how do you know if someone is seasonal, for lack of a better word, or there for a particular purpose, or this is going to be, I'm going to ride out with this person? I think you, you really don't know in the beginning. At least from my personal experience, I really didn't know in the beginning. I think it's just as time goes on, as seasons change, as you grow and you notice that this other person wants to remain stagnant, you know, then you can just kind of start sitting back and we'll talk about what it looks like to assess your relationship later on. But you start, you step back and you reassess and you go, hmm, this was good for me in 1995, 
But in 2019, it's a little bit different now. So maybe I should, maybe we, it's time for me to make a move or to just kind of reassess the situation and see how I want to move forward. Because again, if someone's there and they, they're occupying a space that they shouldn't be, somebody else could be in that space. And they, that other person could be pouring into me and I could be pouring into them. I like that. I like that. What do you and think about I, it? I, that's, a, that's a great point. And I think for me, some of it is, like you said, not necessarily knowing or be, being able to figure, out that, figure that out in the beginning. But I think it's being able to identify it once you reach a point of, okay, let's look and see what's going on. So mm -hmm. not being in shock. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, and I think when you think everybody is in your life forever mm -hmm. you, like you said you hang in longer than you should and you put up with things you shouldn't be putting up girl and then you get depressed when you realize that they're not going to be in there yes. but if you realize that everybody is not meant to be forever you'll be okay when it's time to let them go yes yes and it doesn't always have to be because they are a horrible person no. or a horrible person no. so this is not, that's why we say in the middle this is not every relationship that ends is not because somebody did something horrible yeah. sometimes it really did serve its purpose yes. and a lot of times in those situations it there's just a natural drift i've noticed yes. in my life we didn't have to have no conversation we didn't have to meet at starbucks and say we're about to stop talking now right <laughs> this, this is it. over <laughs> it's just been a natural drift and even when like I'm, I'm on Facebook with some people that we just naturally drifted but there's no hard feelings and that's when you know it's okay you know I wish you well I pray things are going great in your life you are living your life to the fullest but you know we're we're just in two different places right now and that's okay and I think for me I've had relationships and we will probably talk about this when we start talking about evaluating but I've had relationships that have dissolved just because I realized and, and they as well we didn't see friendship the same way. Mm. like there are people who to them friendship is defined by we talk every day and we know each other's business from top to bottom and for me personally that's just not friendship I cannot talk to you for a long time and there's this connection and closeness to where when we see each other again it's right back where we left off like we never left <laughs> <laughs> and so if you need to know my blow by blow then we probably this isn't going to grow because that's probably not going to happen yeah and so yeah. that is um sometimes friendships do yeah they just kind of you know they shift yeah they, they, they do shift. like that they shift yeah, a little bit shift. and it's okay yeah that's I love awesome. it. I love Me it. Too. So let's go into the strategies and tips for developing a self-care routine that becomes an integral part of your lifestyle as it relates to relationships. Okay. Yeah. So like the that. first thing that we suggest and recommend is that you do a relationship audit. You identify possibly toxic relationships in your life or those that could stand some fine-tuning. Mm -hmm. This is where you determine if you need to, and I love, repair or replace. Yes, 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 yes. Should I repair? Should I replace? Should there be reconciliation? Or, you know, should we just kind of, like you said, shift and just, you know, let it let it dissolve or just move on or whatever that looks like but again we said earlier if a person isn't willing to grow even if we're not willing to grow <laughs> yes we have to and you know i'm gonna actually hit on that uh in a few seconds but just if there's no growth we can't we can't say it enough if there's no if there's any resistance is high you know it's you have to really step back and say you know what i can't like you said on earlier i can't want something for you more than you want it for yourself anytime you talk to somebody and they trigger you and um, you get just really nerved up or you find yourself getting so upset because you're so involved in their the decision making and the lifestyle choices that they're choosing and you get so just just you can just feel your central nervous system and everything just getting really worked yes. up it's like i'm just really in i'm, I'm too i'm overly involved yes. in this yes because you you're chilling yes but i can't sleep at night <laughs> yes. you know what i'm saying because you put everything on me that's yeah. why you're okay yeah you've you've dumped it all on me and so you're good but i'm struggling because i see what you're doing 
and it's like okay now I have to make some choices and, and make some set some boundaries and we're going to talk about that too as well but yeah just doing that relationship audit identifying the toxic relationship to toxic people in your lives and like you said I love how you said fine tuning maybe maybe you just need a little tune up yeah. you know you take your car in yeah Tune it up. Get it back. Yeah. Just trade it in. Like, <laughs> just get the whole change. Yeah, yes. just get the whole change. So you know, and but having being honest about those conversations, that's 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 key. Once you audit, once you do the audit, and you identify, okay, I want to repair this one. But in order for me to repair this one, I need to have a conversation with this person. In order for us to continue, these are some things that I've noticed, and I'm hoping that you're receptive. You, you can see my point of view and we can come up with a mutual agreement. Because again, this is a mutual exchange. It's benefiting both of us. Yes, yes. And it's hard because, kind of going back when we were talking about learning to be confrontational in a sense, learning to challenge each other and bring things up. One thing that's really hard for me is if someone brings something to my attention that they've been struggling with for a very long time. My pride is is hurt, I, you know, because they've been struggling with about you. Yes. Okay. okay. For for a very long time, and they have reached this breaking point or this or courage or whatever it is to finally say something, and I've had to learn to get over myself mm. and and in, in healthy relationships. You have to learn to get over yourself in order to be able to confront each other. And that works both ways. Absolutely. To be confronted and to confront, you have to get over yourself. Oh, <laughs> That's hard for me. The Bible calls it dying to self. Yes. Dating. I'm in all of the time. It is hard. It's hard because my pride kicks in. And, I'm, you know, and if you haven't said anything, I think subconsciously, I think I'm just wonderful and, and we're great. <laughs> Why are y'all not hearing this? I know. I know. You just have to work it out. But she said, what did she say? And she said, but I just take you to Jesus. I just, I tell God, that's your child. <laughs> I've been feeling this this whole time. She's like, yes, girl, I just, whew. And she was right. The things that she was talking about, she was on point. And I was, and I had heard her before. <laughs> it was not new information. And it was just the fact that she was like, oh, so she said, you're sweet. I really do love you. <laughs> Sometimes I have to, have to give you to the Lord. Right? <laughs> You have to do that relationship audit. Take that time to really Vana, look at I need to ask you in this moment. <laughs> so when she said that, or when you hear that, that feedback, and you get that, that constructive feedback, you said, I know you said your pride just kind of, you're like, oh, Lord, you know. But how did you, what did you do with the information? What, I don't, I don't even know. What did okay. I do with it? Did I listen to it? I listened to it and I took it in and I thought it was very valid. Okay. Like I don't maybe in that moment there may have been a little bit more confrontation. I can't remember honestly, but I know at some point I did receive it. Okay. I absolutely received it. And like I said, y'all still friends. We're good. Okay. We are we're good. We're definitely good. If there was no um, you know, we didn't dissolve our friendship or anything, but the dynamics of it changed. Yeah. It okay. did. It did change. And it wasn't it was not because of anything specific or it, from my perspective of, oh, you did this and I did that. But it was more so kind of going back to we just didn't see friendship the same. The same. We didn't I see, see friendship the same. And yeah. so there were just certain expectations. And one of my issues is I have expectations. Mm -hmm. And people have had to tell me, you have to stop having expectations mm -hmm. of people. It's, it's unfair. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. in some ways, that can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. And that's why we, we say be introspective right. because it's not always the other person and this is what's so beautiful I think about friendship and people say this about marriage as well but I think this is applicable to friendship it's like a mirror it, if you have a good healthy relationship yeah. it positions you to be a better person because you have somebody who loves you enough to help get you to that next level and to hold you accountable yes yes ma'am yes absolutely so you want that it's absolutely. hard yeah but you really do want well that. people who want change and growth want that yes <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i sent out an email to three people about maybe six or seven months ago my sisters being two of those people and i said are there any blind spots are there what do you see in me that basically needs to be 
changed? Do you are there any blind? Because we have blind spots. Yes, we do, and we can't see them. And that's what friendships are for, and, and healthy relationships. Friend, I'm gonna hold this mirror up because I need you to see this blind. You respond this way, or I've noticed that you 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 tend you have a natural bent towards this, and it's not really healthy. And my sister, love you, boo. She came back real quick with hers. I said, so was that just on the tip of your tongue, like because. I wasn't expecting any, any immediate response. I think about it. I mean, yeah. You see that? I mean, just da 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 da. She just just texting him, right? I said, okay, 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 okay. I took it in, like you said. I took a deep breath. I grounded myself, and I said, I'm gonna receive this. And you know what? I re replied back and said, thank you. Yes. Because you don't you don't get defensive when someone offers you advice or. Um, you know, give you like we said, uh, healthy criticism. You you receive it, and especially when you know they love you. Yes. So again, you, mind you, we're talking about safe people here. Okay, <laughs> don't go to somebody unsafe okay. and say I'm doing um, an introspective uh, <laughs> audit, <laughs> and I was wondering, you know, because they will come back with the criticism, especially if they're a critic. Like we talked about one of those personality traits earlier. They love to tell you about you. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so and have you ever had people tell you things that just they really aren't you? It's like because I I've and I've said I, I don't I'm trying to see it. I'm trying I've done that before, like I'm trying to see it, but I don't really I don't really see that. I don't think that's actually so, my so in those situations I said, give me an example. Exactly. Exactly and I that's my thing. I, I will say I do get very frustrated. If you tell me my issues and you have no examples, because it's not even so much me being defensive to say, well, tell me what I did, right. but it's, I can't grow. That's right. I literally, I'm, you know what? I'm going to be this way next year. <laughs> if you don't give me some, because yeah. obviously it's my blind spot. That's right. And so, and I can't see myself the way other people see myself. Right. And that's good and bad. I see a lot more drama and foolishness in me mm -hmm. than other people. And then even the, the reverse. Right. So you have to give me something tangible that's that right. I can take that I can chew on and that's that right. I can digest that's right I tell when I'm working with couples in counseling I tell them all the time when you see it happening if the moment if the moment is right and it's it's not y'all are at a 10 and y'all are screaming at each other you want to tell them in the moment babe that thing right there that's that's the thing when you do that I feel this way um, but again, you, you want to make sure that it's, it's a, a safe timing to do that, but it's very important to call it out. And then even if it happens and you didn't call it out, make a note and then ask, is it okay to talk about something that happened earlier? Cause it's kind of been bothering me and I want to make sure we can, um, you know, really talk it out and come to some type of resolution. So it's very important. Yes. Yes. And, I, and that just, as you were saying that, and this could be relationships are so dynamic. They're so complex. I love them. Don't this could be 12 hours. But it, love and communication. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, we, we do not have time to dive into those. <laughs> but just y'all, love and communication have to be a part of effective communication. That's it. And love have to be a part of all of your relationships. That's it. Okay, we're going to have to move on. Let's move on. Yes. So a part of doing doing the relationship audit is to develop an exit strategy. Yeah. If you determine <laughs> that you have relationships that need to be cut off, and like we said, you have to figure this out, okay, but if you determine that you have relationships that need to be cut off, develop an exit strategy so that the relationship remains distant or cut off, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. For example, if you have somebody that you want to sever ties with and you have to work with them. Or um, for whatever reasons, maybe they're a part of your family. Um, because sometimes there are some family members where that's not accommodating those specs. I know you're my cousin. You know, I see you at the holidays. I see you at the family So if there's, if there's somebody like that, you have to look at the, the dynamics of the relationship yeah. and then you have to figure out a plan that works for you so that you are consistent. Yes. Because yes. just just cutting people off and taking numbers out of your phone and you know deleting emails, they may come back into your life and you won't be prepared. So you either will jump right back into an unhealthy situation or you will deal with it in a in a way where you won't grow because you're cutting somebody else you're cutting somebody off so that you can grow. That's right. That's oh Anna, that's good. <laughs> so if you if you can't grow and you're still in an unhealthy space, mm -hmm. you've got to figure out. You have to be 
intentional, intentional about how you cut them off. That's right. Oh, I like that. You cut them off so that you can grow. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you know what else? And them too. They can grow yes. too. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor and myself as well. I know it does. We're all good together. Yeah. Some people you just got to say, this is this this is just not working. Yeah. You know, whatever, whoever. And, and I like how you, you use the work example because I've had coworkers in the past where I'm like, I've tried to mix business with pleasure. And it's like, when, once you, you see them outside of work and it's like, you know what? I should not have done this. Because we are in way, we're just two totally different people. We see life completely different. You're, you're engaged in some things that I don't want to be. Or maybe I'm engaged in something you're not. And so it's like, how do I, I got to see this person Monday through Friday. So it's like, you know what, it, we're going to talk about setting that boundary. But maintaining that professional boundary. And a lot of times just being transparent with people, you know, about how you feel. Very yes. important. And you have to be, one of the tips that I will say for developing an exit strategy is you need to be diligent. You need to be strong and you need to be realistic about the process. Mm. It's not, nothing is 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 perfect. Like when you get out your relationship scissors, I think I heard that um, at, at an event, I think Dr. Faith said that, Dr. the wonderful um, Dr. Faith, but when you get out your relationship scissors and you start cutting people off, it's not going to be, there aren't going to be smooth edges because you're dealing with a person. Yeah, the imperfection. So you have to be, if you have really prayed about this and you know this is the best decision for you, you are going to have to be diligent, persistent, and strong. Yeah. And you have to be realistic. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And then get some friends, somebody to hold yes. you accountable. So when you yes. do feel yourself slipping, you can call them instead of him. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, they just came Or her. Or her. So like I was saying, I tell you cut off your cousin, your uncle, whoever it is. But it just it it rhymed. I think that's what I did. <laughs> I, like I did love it. I did love it. I did love yes. it. That is good. That is good. And so the second part of doing a relationship audit is identify areas of growth. Mm-hmm. And like we said, if a relationship could use improvement then find specific ways you can make it better. And that involves what you can bring to the table as well as what you need from the other person to grow. Vana, in counseling, I always tell people, you have to take ownership and admit your weaknesses first. Your character first. You have to become healthy if you want to have healthy relationships. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And being transparent with the other person about why you're choosing to pull away or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? But it's very important that we do like, I love it, the relationship audit, which is um, part of our growth. It's part of us growing in addition to encouraging and, and you know, hoping that the other person would grow as well. But starting, starting with owning your own stuff because it, it takes two mm-hmm. to take and that all the all the bad stuff is not on that other person exactly. i had something to do i had a part to play in it as well in the relationship dynamic as well absolutely absolutely yeah and the last one for the relationship audit is feed into healthy relationships mm-hmm. so when we have people in our lives who we love dearly and we are feeding into each other and the relationships are blessings then we have to invest and that's something that i've had to work on you know as as working moms we just get really really busy Mm -hmm. and we have to be intentional about spending time and making time for those healthy relationships to keep them healthy and keep them strong and growing yeah you don't plant a a a a seed or a a a flower and then water it once and then walk away (laughs) from it you got to keep at that thing right that's right so it's very important to do that that's right Mm -hmm. that's right so going into our next tip Setting boundaries, Vana. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about boundaries. But yeah, according to psychcentral.com, setting clear personal boundaries is key to ensuring that relationships are mutually, they're good at word again, respectful, supportive, and caring. Boundaries, boundaries are a measure of our self-esteem. I really love this. I even uh, encourage clients all the time that boundaries help preserve our integrity. I love that. You know, um, take responsibility for who we are, um, taking control of our life. All of those boundaries, they 
people don't understand how serious and how crucial boundary setting is. So many people, so many people are living boundaryless lives, but they set the limits for acceptable behavior. They teach people how to treat you. Yes. <laughs> and we said that last time, but we feel that setting boundaries is relevant to self-care across the board. Across, it, boundaries is self-care. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's change this up. Look, I've I've even said to someone who tried to date me a long time ago, I said, I'm going to teach you something that your family of origin didn't teach you. How to respect people. Because that's what they do. How to respect other people. So boundaries is very important. But I also wanted to make a note. Once you start setting boundaries, especially when you've never done it before, unsafe people will get mad. Yes. They don't, you can expect to experience an angry response. But whether they like it or not, you have to realize that it's not your issue. It's their issue. So stand your ground. You know, you're, you, again, you're teaching people how to respect you. And as you continue to exercise boundaries, you're, you're strengthening your boundary setting muscle. Learn to say no. I tell my clients, say no at least one time a day. Mm. Just say no. Now, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> just telling you randomly, be like, no, I can't do that, you know. But just, just get in the rhythm of saying, uh, no, not today. And you'll get stronger, you know, you'll get stronger at doing it instead of not doing it. And then you regret that you didn't do it because you were afraid of saying it, <laughs> saying Absolutely. no. Yeah. Absolutely. So two um, more tips. So the tips so far are to do a relationship audit mm -hmm. and to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so Melinda, I really am excited about these last two tips. Yes. So the next thing we encourage people to do, especially that um, in a counseling setting, but you want to heal your wounds. Because yeah. we talked earlier about how we nurture these unhealthy, toxic relationships out of our woundedness and our brokenness. And so whenever there's been some type of trauma or abuse, rejection or abandonment or neglect in our lives, a lot of times those things are lying and operating behind the scenes. And they are causing us to have these, again, maladaptive thought patterns and behaviors. Because I don't know if people realize this, but as adults, when we do have childhood wounds and drama, we're trying to heal those wounds in our adult relationships. Yes, that's powerful. We are. That's we're trying to recreate the scene. I couldn't fix it with mommy and daddy, so I'm going to marry somebody who by, who, by the way, has similar traits to our caretakers. I can't. I couldn't fix it with them, but I'm gonna try to fix my woundedness with you. I I, I can really get on relationships. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how it. That's but good. It's just very important to make sure whether your relationship is is you know you're having issues with mom or dad or aunts or uncles or your boss even. It's good that you talk it out with somebody safe. That's why healthy relationships are important because they give you the freedom, the invitation to talk about your brokenness. Somebody said something to me. Let me tell you what happened. It's a personal story. Last week, I had on this cute dress. I wore it to work. Now, mind you, I walk. I felt good about myself. But as soon as I walked in, my nurse said to me, "Why? Why are you wearing all black? Are you going to a funeral? And you should have put a belt around your waist. And then that heel. Don't you, don't you think that heel is too high for work? I mean, I felt. I walked in feeling good, and she just cut me down. And it took me back to childhood. It triggered a childhood, an earlier response when I had thought, I, again, I talked last episode about how um, my work was based on the, my performance and my acceptance, uh, being accepted by other people. So I performed a lot. And so I used to do that as a child and I would get cut down. I put my best foot forward and then you cut me down. That's what she took me to. And even in my, in other relationships, that's, that it just reminded me of, I had to go back to my office and just kind of ground myself, be mindful of my present moment and say, this person does not define, what she said does not define who you are. So just notice she, she stabbed you in your womb. It's still a little sensitive, but you're okay. Don't allow that to control you. And then don't be mean to her because that's her stuff. Yes. This is a per this is a professional relationship, and I'm not gonna allow what you said to have any bearings on how I feel about myself because I know I'm the bomb. Yes. So 
that's what I mean by healing your but it, had I not walked the walk and as I'm continuing to walk to walk because change is a process right. so had I not continued to do the work in my life where I can even make the connection to my brokenness so many of us don't even know what our childhood wounds are but counseling works I don't know why people don't go see people but even if you have a mentor or just somebody it's just very important to have that healthy relationship in your life where you can be vulnerable with somebody even support groups are good Vanna. yes because yes. a lot of I heard a lot of women say even couples I've heard them say well, we thought we were by ourselves or yes. for somebody to say I thought yes. I was in this no you will be amazed at just how many people are experiencing the same feelings and emotions and relationship issues and challenges as you are so you're not alone yes it's amazing how we are su surprised by our humanity oh <laughs> we're that shocked so true we are yeah. shocked yeah. and we do mentally believe that we are the only ones yes and yeah. usually most most times we are not we i mean unless you just are just i don't know this is this. But there is really nothing, nothing new under the but sun. But nothing. My grandma used to always say that nothing is new under the sun. It evolves. It looks different on different people. Mm -hmm. But what you're feeling, somebody else has felt, and it is amazing to me. I've, I've heard some people share their stories, and I felt like I was talking. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. Mm -hmm. In the counseling session, it, it's like I'm sitting across from myself, yes. and I have to keep from wanting to go into girlfriend mode because it's not professional. <laughs> Girl, me too. And I'm like, okay, help me. Be professional. Be professional. This is not about you. This is not about you. But yes, so I I love how you said that. I heard, we we are humans. We experience the same types of struggles. We're not in this by ourselves. So. And it, isn't it amazing, going back to your story, how we take on other people's issues. Opinions and their issues. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. as women. Like, I think we just carry. That had nothing to do with you. Nothing. I look cute. I'm just, I'm just gonna call her what it is. Yes. I look cute, and she was intimidated yes. by it. But I, I don't like to say that because I'm thinking, well, what did I do? The old me. Yes. What did I do to deserve that victim? Oh, woe is me. Get up, girl. Queen. That's about her. And then when you really, really know who you are, you will pray for that person because you know that that came from a broken place. So. And this is the thing. We all have our own experiences, backgrounds, perceptions, ways we move through the world. Yeah. So it's not even, maybe she doesn't like black. Maybe she thinks that you should wear flats. Mm -hmm. um, maybe she has an obsession with belts. Mm -hmm. The problem is not those individual things. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that she felt a need to project that onto you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And when you're looking at relationships, we all yes. come from a certain place. I, you know, we all perceive things a certain way based on our experiences and our individual lives. Absolutely. But the question becomes, is that something that needs to stay with you? Come on. <laughs> and that's why it's not about oh. me. Because I love black. Oh, come on. If a shoe doesn't have at least seven inches, yeah. I don't know why I have it on the foot. Okay. <laughs> it missed me with the belt. Missed me. Okay. That's not me. So why are you projecting that onto me? Yes, 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 yes. I like and that's that. something to pay attention to in friendship. That's and it. that to me sometimes is it's a indication of a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Is when people are consistently projecting things on you that not only have nothing to do with you, but really aren't conducive to any growth. Yeah. I like that. That's actually not helping me that I you like just that. said you don't like her the hair. I like that. That's so true. Yeah. Why? I remember when my mom, I mean to call my mom out, but she said to me when I love you, mom. Love you, mom. But when I first went natural, she said, I don't like um, natural. She said, I don't like the crinkly fro. Mm. And I continued to wear it because that, there is nothing wrong with you thinking hair should be straight. Mm. That was not my business. I like so. that, mom. That is so, if so many people could do that mm -hmm. and not just take that on and adopt it and make it theirs and not what if you had just said well i guess i'll just keep straightening my hair you would miss out on all that gorgeous you need to make it bigger <laughs> you know that's nothing well, I love it. let me go get a pick it's about to look like the 70s that's what she says oh you don't like it at all okay, okay. Let, me, let me get my twist out on point because that is not my business. And it I goes back to, um, I like the way you talked about healing wounds. Yeah. When you 
are constantly taking on other people's, and I'm going to call it mess. Yeah. When you are constantly taking on other people's mess, Mm -hmm. you need to look at yourself and see where do you need to heal. Because we've all been there. But where do you need to heal? I love that. that. Thank you for sharing this. No, no worries. So the final one is maintaining your individuality. That's my favorite. (laughs) That's your favorite one? I think that's my favorite. I was reading Robert McGee's book called uh, entitled The Search for Significance and he stated that, listen to this, okay? Healthy relationships encourage individuality Mm. and independence rather than conformity and emotional dependence. Wow, that's good. So my interpretation of that is if you are in a relationship and you are feeling the pressure to conform to the standards and the expectations of others, you're in trouble. If you are in a relationship, you're with someone who only wants the version of you that they want, that they see of you, that's not a good relationship. Manipulation and control does not give me the freedom to be me. That's powerful. It's so true. So we have to maintain our interest because a lot of times we get in relationships, or even if it's uh, with um, you know a, a parental type relationship, your mama wants you to do something, or your dad wants you to major in this. We have to maintain our interest, our goals, our hobbies, because it's so easy for us, especially if you're in a romantic relationship, for the me to get lost with the we yes. in the we. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we have to be intentional. There's that word again. Intentional about maintaining that word again, our own interest and keeping our friendships, you know, and then you want to encourage that for other people as well. I want you to be you. I want you to be the best version of you. And because I'm healthy and I'm safe, I want you to know that you can come to me. I can come to you. We're going to iron sharpens iron. We're going to sharpen each other. We're going to encourage each other along this thing. We're going to pour courage into each other because we want what's best. I'm not trying to take your individual, uh, idiosyncrasies and make them mine or make mine yours. I want you to be you. Who are you called to be? And I want you to be the best version of yourself. In a healthy relationship, the individuality is what keeps two people interested in each other. I love that. I love that. That's good. If we if we the same, we can be boring. Very boring. Very boring. I already know what you're gonna do. I already know what you're gonna want for dinner. I already know how you wear your hair. And it's harder to learn from each other. Because that oh, individuality wow. is what positions you to learn from each other. That's right. And it's okay to be influenced by your friends. And and I think your friends are a reflection of who you are. Mm. You know, they say if you want to know something about somebody, you look at their, their what is it, their ten closest friends. So but that's a the flock yes. together. But even within that, Mm -hmm. you still need to maintain your individuality and know who you are because that's how you bring something to the table. But it's a process to get to that place because I think that it's very, you almost have to be resistant to conformity. Like Mm. you have, like you said, you have to be intentional about it because when everybody around you is doing similar things, it's hard for you to go in a different direction. That's a hard thing because you start to feel inadequate and feel like something may be wrong with us but it's so funny because my kids were up late last night and I was talking to I was talking to a friend and I you know and she could hear them in the background I said it's just just let's just go with it. it's just it's just just, it just ignore that now noise <laughs> that's just how we do right. and I felt and there was a part of me that because they were loud the entire conversation I mean girl they were back there uh, play fighting playing soccer playing the drums myself I said she's gonna think something is just really wrong with me I got this magazine CEO mom magazine and I don't even have kids in the bed at a rational time (laughs) and I thought about it for a second and I said you know what that's okay and I felt like spending time with with the girls I I just felt like it and so we watched we have found this little YouTube channel that we love it's shout out to how to cake it this woman makes cakes out of everything she she was making a waffle and um a chicken and waffle cake and she wow. made a cake look like chicken and waffles and had the fake butter and it was just amazing and I just I felt like spending that time with my kids and it was it was too late they needed to be in bed but school starts a little bit later for us than it does you know for kids who who go outside of the home and I said you know what? if this is what I want to do with my family I'm enjoying my kids I don't know how many more years they're gonna want to hang out with their mother not much longer and that's why that's so, what I'm saying you you do what 
what works for your family, what rhythm works for your family. And even though you, you, you present well when we <laughs> joke around with you, but even if you did feel just for a moment, a slight sense of insecurity, you got yourself back together. You're like, hold up. No, go back to the center. This is what I want to do. You're wrong. You can't yeah. do that. You know, but it's, I've done it. I've been guilty before, like looking outside in comparison, you know, maybe one episode we'll talk about how comparison kills, but looking outside and going, oh, I should do that better. Or why did, how did I end up doing this? Or they're going to think, go back. What works for you? Yes. And that's all that matters. So maintaining your individuality is so crucial, paramount in any healthy relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go over the four again, just briefly. So yes. we said to do relationship audit. Yes. So do a relationship audit. And a part of that is to develop an exit strategy before you just cut people out, figure out how to remain consistent, identify areas of growth, and feed into healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. The second tip is to set boundaries. Third, heal wounds. That is so incredibly important because it impacts how you relate to other people. Mm -hmm. And four, maintain your individuality. Mm -hmm. And so we have a bonus tip that will only be available if you sign up for the newsletter. And it is about getting your girl tribe. Love it. What should you look for when creating your girl tribe? Because mm -hmm. we all need a strong circle. Where there is truth, there is growth. Mm -hmm. And so that will just give you a little bit of hint. Love hint it. As to what will be in that newsletter. So thank you so much for joining us for episode 12 of The Woman, The Mother, and The Myths. We really enjoyed sharing our tidbits on how we perceive relationships and their relevance to self-care. Sign up for our newsletter at CEOMomMagazine.com and join us on the next episode. We are going into part three of self-care and we are going to be talking about renewal. We have a guest and it is going to be great and she is going to teach us how to do less. Oh. <laughs> Can we interview her tomorrow? I mean, seriously. Like, I am so excited oh, about that. Yes. So excited about um, that. Well. This is Vonna Matthews. And this is Melinda Crowder-Dunbar. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the CEO Mom Podcast, The Woman, The Mother, and The Mix. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation as much as we have. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe and definitely rate us. Go deeper with us on every episode by subscribing to our exclusive newsletter at CEOMomMagazine.com. There, we'll provide tips and information based on every episode. This podcast is produced by For Her Media with music by BOPD and C. Scott. Until the next conversation, thanks for joining us. Thank you.